Welcome to Sinister Hour. What is this episode called? Excessive Force with a capital X. Name this episode. It's so stupid. Why is it called Excessive Force, by the way? Literally, why is it called because that? Because Scott's experiencing, he's exhibiting excessive force. Oh, you're force. right. Actually, actually, I take it back. Scott is exhibiting excessive force, and it's absurd. Scott kills like 600 people in this episode. I think there's like no consequence to anything he does in this episode. Yeah, like what happened to all the MRDs and tanks driving around? Where the hell are they? They should be apprehending Scott. Like, he's just murdering people everywhere he goes, being like, where's Gene? So bad. Where's this episode? I, Betty, I was watching this and I was like, I truly don't know what this show is about anymore. But at I least I'm either. having fun. Like it's like there's nothing really coherent happening, but it's okay. No, I've kind of just accepted it at this point. I'm just like, this is a silly, silly show now. Anyway, I'm Maddie. I am Ryan, and this is the Mutant Ages, a podcast where we review every adaptation of the X-Men ever, sometimes TV shows, mostly TV shows. Mostly TV shows. Every now and then we'll do a movie. Uh, so we're watching Wolverine and the X-Men, and again, we don't know what this show is anymore. Back when we were young, we experienced a change. single episode like you don't know what you're gonna get every I don't time even know like this is really silly and it's really funny because basically the whole episode's to set up where gene really yes. is but basically scott runs around trying to murder everybody screaming where's gene because he wakes up one day and he's like that's it <laughs> after being depressed for our two full years i'm ready to go find gene and why isn't anybody else doing this and everyone's like dude like it's been two years and like also, you weren't looking for Gene until right now. And also, like, this isn't the right way to go about it at all. I know. That's his, that's the story. And he basically goes to Mr. Sinister, who doesn't have her. Okay, but Mr. Sinister tricks Scott into going because Mr. Sinister personally finds this funny, which is valid. And, like, that's <laughs> hilarious that that's the plot. Is that Mr. Sinister's like, oh, Scott's losing his mind? He, 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 he. Like, kind of amazing. This episode is such a fucking waste of time. It doesn't need to be here at all. Like, there's no reason for this to be here. You know what's really funny, though, is that they are slowly introducing not slowly they'll just introduce characters and explain who they are whereas in this episode there's like oh that's mr sinister we all know yes, who he is and the viewer must know who he is too. I love like, okay okay we have we haven't gotten there yet but i love that it's beast who knows who he is because beast was getting okay, the emails that, right. from mr sinister I'm like we're back in the x-men evolution universe i don't think we truly we're back ever in left. the x-men evolution comic book that's from the comic book like 
damn anyway we gotta get into it so there's like a six minute previously on the x-men with like i don't even so watch much these it. anymore it's like it's I so long all this you time need to know for previously on the x-men is that in episode one gene <laughs> and xavier were at the x-mansion they held their heads and they went oh my god my head hurts and there was a huge explosion it blew up the mansion and then Jean and Xavier were dead, question mark, except Xavier had washed up on the shores in Genosha, but nobody knows where Jean is. And the X-Men disbanded, and then Wolverine slowly got them back together, and Scott mm-hmm. was like, I don't want to join the X-Men because I'm too busy never taking a shower ever again. Because <laughs> I'm depressed about Jean. Yeah. And Logan's like, are you seriously saying you were only taking showers because of Jean? Because that's kind of fucked up. And then Scott was like, shut up! And then blows Logan out of his apartment. And Logan's like, you could take a shower with me. And Scott's like, fine, I'll come to the X-Mansion then. So anyway, that's all you need to know. Okay, and like, then lights come up at the beginning of the episode episode on something we've already seen like probably reused animation even where it's literally emma staring at scott from outside her window scott's out outside sitting on a bench moping and i was like this is the same scene like is emma staring at scott every day like that's the implication here is that she's just every single day staring at scott i mean there's not a lot to do in the X Mansion because There's really Logan not. keeps leaving to Rogue's point where she's like, I don't yeah, want to be here. Rogue is correct. Like, Logan has left for side plot lines that we've complained about multiple times now. And now and, Scott's going to do it. Yeah. And meanwhile, Kitty and Bobby are trying to figure out if they're gay or not in the danger room and the library. And Hank's just busy being Hank and nobody else is there. Oh, Rogue is there, but they don't tell us what she's doing at any point in time because she's basically not on this show. She actually has a few lines in this episode for once yeah but like it's i i have a lot of trouble no i with agree this. i agree she's barely on this show she's barely and on she the show barely on x-men evolution too and after seeing her be a fucking queen on x-men the animated series i'm like i know why can't we give storm anything to do she's one of the most important and most powerful x-men and they kind of were like she'll have a line and be like senator kelly's dead and create a tornado or something i know it's so fucked up and it really does feel like we can blame brian singer for at least some of this because it's like this is a post x-men 2000 world i'll blame brian singer for anything x-men tas was prior to all of that and then in x-men 2000 they were like storm fuck storm and since then it's just been tragic for her but anyway let's talk about scott all right so scott isn't scott's at a little coffee shop and yeah, his he goes waitress to a is like, shop. this is so annoying, by the way. The waitress <laughs> is like, can I get you anything? Hello? He doesn't can I answer help you? her. He Hello? literally ignores her. This is so rude. Do you need anything? Like, this is her job, dude. And he can't even manage to say, no, I'm all set. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you, Scott? I don't know. He like, all he did is order a coffee, which he doesn't drink, by the way, because he's too busy looking at every redhead on oh the street going, oh my God. Gene? Is that Gene? I'm he like, literally Scott. is. He literally is. You know it's not Every her. Every single time a redhead walks by. And it's New York City. So yeah, there's a lot of people walking by. And they animate a lot of them. And several of them are redheads. So he just stands up when he sees a redhead every single time. He's like, Gene? And they <laughs> stare at him and they're like, who the fuck are you, brah? It's so awkward. And then he starts just walking around carrying this Polaroid picture he has of Gene. Like staring at people just like a haunted man, just like, Gene, Gene. I know. And then he sees this random man who it turns out, uh, I can't even remember which one it it's is. It's Harpoon. This is Harpoon. I guess, again, we're just supposed to assume that the X-Men know about the Marauders because Apparently. Scott's like, it's Harpoon. And then Harpoon, well, Scott turns around, sees that's Harpoon, or Harpoon sees Scott, and then he's like, 
oh no it's scott summers and he starts, <laughs> he starts flailing running. and running and i was like oh man man this he's not good at his job at all yeah and then immediately scott's like it's harpoon takes off his glasses it destroys like half of new york city for like really no reason like just suddenly scott is like time to kill this man he like actually does that okay i wrote i was like did scott melt his brain <laughs> i i don't know so if you're listening to this right now and you're like ryan and maddie must be skipping something was there dialogue here no no we're skipping nothing there's nothing explained harpoon doesn't even say oh it's scott summers like ryan added that in there's literally no dialogue here we see a man we don't know we don't even know it's harpoon until way later we just see a man walking by he sees scott and starts running and scott is like time to fucking kill that guy and then he kills Basically, he knocks him it's out. Also killing all these civilians outside too. He's like yeah. blowing up cars, taking down buildings, shooting into people's apartments and stores. People are screaming and running and away. Running and away. He's just like whatever. I'm like Scott. Holy shit! What the hell are you doing? Excessive force. Am I right, folks? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Excessive force. All right. So then we want like Kitty. <laughs> Is bought at okay. This scene made me go crazy, by the way, because there's this a scene, scene is hilarious. Kitty is reading a book and the X Mansion, and Bobby is pretending to play a video game that is literally just footage from Iron Man One to really <laughs> give you a date as to when this TV show was happening. Yep, the Iron Man movies on this TV. Bobby's holding a controller as if he's playing it, but it's like an actual scene from the movie. I think it's supposed to be the game that's based on the movie. Okay, by the but way. if you looked at it, because I paused it to see if that's what it was, and it's definitely like just a screen cap from the movie because it doesn't look like game animation. The water's definitely real. Like it's a picture of the ocean. I was like, <laughs> okay. I think it's supposed to be like a fun Easter egg. So is there a video game based on Iron Man in this universe? Like that's crazy in and of itself. Is Iron Man in this universe? Universe? Yeah, like, I mean, I'm like, this already introduces so many problems to even have this part of it. Like, le- leaving aside, is Bobby pretending to play a movie as a video game? <laughs> which is hilarious. <laughs> but let's say he's playing a video game. I still have the same question. Is Iron Man real? And if he is real, there's a video game based on it? Because that's crazy. I mean, in the MCU, I would buy that. But we're I not guess. at that. So, again, this is just to sort of give our listeners a timestamp as to when this TV show is happening. It's at the beginning of the MCU. So, like, yep. I think that's why this TV show is the way that it is. And we keep is, on having yeah. to break away to deal with all this shit that has really nothing to do with the X-Men. Mm-hmm. It, it's because this is happening. I mean, we already had... Bruce Banner show up and be like, who am I? I don't remember anything except I can like list off exact facts from what I did remember things. I was like, okay, thanks Logan and Hulk. Anyway, so that's what's happening. And then Scott kicks down the door. Like, he doesn't even open it. Scott breaks the door kicks down. down the door. With By harpoon. the way, Aurora is also in here watering plants. And he throw Scott throws Harpoon's body down onto the ground and Beast and Logan walk into the room and they're like uh what's happening right now <laughs> and Scott is like this guy knows where Gene is and then we get the intro and it's like what the hell just happened did Scott just like throw a dead body on the ground it's and so everybody good. in the room is just like what can you imagine living at the X-Mansion where no, like, any, like I, I mean this isn't just like a Scott issue but living in the X-Mansion in which this kind of bullshit just happens on the regular. Yeah, it reminds me of like the breakfast scene where Logan walked in and like threw the collar on the table and was like, we need better security. And everybody was just like, 
whatever logan like this is just what it's like <laughs> yeah like bobby just continues pouring milk into his cereal he's like okay yeah i don't know so this is the opening credits and then when it comes back kitty's like uh did you fucking kill harpoon because everybody knows who this person is we know who yeah. the marauders are apparently we're getting zero introduction to any of them by the way i mean that's the least of my issues with the episode by the way i don't mind that they don't explain i don't that. know why i'm so shocked by this because every other episode of the wolverine and the x-men has not explained any of these characters including any the x-men we're just supposed to know who they are because you know we like the x-men and we watched all of x-men evolution which is sort of dubiously in the same canon as this but you're right they don't explain who mr sinister is or the marauders or why they're bad guys but also like i'm thinking now even just the basic characters of x-men in this the other toes that at least gave you some sort of background or a hint to their origin and this they're just like hanging out and we're just never gonna know anything about who they are even are or why they are the way they are it's just really strange that that's the approach this tv show takes anyway so then logan's like you're fucking ripping apart the city and i never ever ever do that and now you bring him here and i'm like logan you do all these things you do absolutely all the things you just listed and scott's just screaming he's like but everyone has forgotten about gene except and Storm's like no dude like it's been two years like we already tried looking for Jean and there's so much other shit going on in this TV show that we don't even have time to find her and Scott just ignores Aurora completely and is like Emma read Harpoon's mind and see what he knows and Emma is just like this is hilarious because I don't know any of you people at all like she blatantly <laughs> is like she is like the outsider character who's just like I don't know who the fuck this is and just like walks up she is the best at this she I keeps up being like honestly you're all fucking stupid and I was like Emma I love you she's so wonderful much. um so anyway she reads Harpoon's mind he's still passed out by the way for now and she's like he has no information about Jean which is a very specific sentence that is technically true and Scott goes, what about Sinister? Does he know where he is? And Emma just says, I'm sorry, which is also technically not answering the question. Yeah. And then Scott storms out of the room and all the adults. OK, this also made me laugh so hard. So Scott storms out of the room and then uh, Logan and Emma and Aurora and Hank all look at each other and Aurora just goes, go. And Logan <laughs> is like, Ugh, and follow Scott. And it, I laughed so hard at that. Like they were all waiting for Logan to follow Scott because they're like, Oh my God, oh my Logan, God. follow your fucking ex-boyfriend and take care of this shit. He is the worst at leading people. And Aurora's like, what are you doing? Like you need to like, go make sure that he's okay. And Logan is just like, that's boring. Uh, I yeah, don't want I know. to. But hold on. We have to go to the next part here where Emma then turns around. She goes, all right. Who the bloody hell is Mr. Sinister and why the fuck is that I his name? It's like, She's just like, who's this drag queen, Mr. Sinister, that we're all <laughs> supposed to give a shit about? Like, that's an insane name. And Hank is like, oh, he and I were kind of flirty on AOL and Sip Messenger for a bit until I realized he's like kind of a fucked up person who like collects genetic samples of other mutants and like. By force. By trust force. Me, that's how the email started with me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay. So you came into a jar for Mr. Sinister. Got And Emma's like, so why does Mr. Sinister want the DNA of other mutants? They specify that he is a mutant himself, by the way. Yes, they do. And Hank is like, supposedly he wants to create the ultimate mutant. And Aurora's like, years ago, he was intent on using Jean Grey in his experiments, but we stopped him. So that's relevant backstory, I guess guess but also is it ever going to come up again i don't know i don't know either i feel like they just decided to 
glaze over the plot line where Mr. Sinister is obsessed with the Summers line. They're just yeah. like, by the way, Mr. Sinister is got the biggest crush on both Alex and Scott. They don't talk about that here at all. They're just like, he's fascinated by Jean Grey because he's totally straight. By the way, when they said this, I was like, they are truly doing Rocky Horror here because now this they version are. of Mr. Sinister is interested in making the ultimate mutant. And all I can think about is Dr. Frankenfurter creating I can Rocky, make you a man. Like a blonde hair and a tan. tan. Like, as, yeah, I'm like, this is what Mr. Sinister is doing is he's trying to create the perfect boyfriend for himself. Absolutely. That's what I'm getting. Meanwhile, Bobby freezes Harpoon into a giant block of ice. And they're like, now what are you doing? He's like, I don't know. He started to wake up. And everyone's like, what <laughs> is wrong with everyone? And then Scott's outside crying over it okay he has this that picture he had before he also has in a frame so all i can think is that scott's going around (laughs) and photocopying this one picture and like framing it everywhere i know it's so funny and he's like sobbing into it gets up dramatically he walks over to his closet opens it he has no clothes except for his costume and i was like oh hilarious my god i can't even deal with this whole scene his entire closet is his shitty gross trench coat and his gross mask because he's not showering at all and he's just changing in and out of his one outfit and his crappy costume so then he's walking out the front door and bumps into logan who is coming to check on him and logan's like what do you think you're doing scott's wearing (laughs) his full costume now by the way And Scott is like, if one of Sinister's marauders crawled out from under his rock, then maybe others did too. And that could be our only chance to find Jean. And Logan's like, forget it, Summers. It's the wrong play. On a slim to none chance he's got her, you shake down Sinister, you start a war. And Scott's like, yeah, well, you've gone to war for less. (laughs) And Logan's like, (laughs) maybe, but I'd never drag the X-Men down with me. And Scott's like, fine, I'm going alone. And then stomps away. And it's It's like deeply irritating. Stupid. And it's like them just being ex-boyfriends. And then luckily, Mm -hmm. Emma goes into the garage where Scott's trying to steal Logan's Logan's motorcycle. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. Emma's like, by the way. Harpoon was going to meet up with Blockbuster to meet up with Arclight, and that might lead to Sinister. And I was like, yeah, well, that's a lot of steps. So, okay. And it also actually happens. Like, we actually have to watch Scott go through those steps. That by is the true. Way. And then Cyclops is like, okay, but why didn't you reveal any of this information before when I asked for it? And she's like, and have Logan go into one of his berserker rages. <laughs> and then she turns around. And, she, and I actually liked this next little scene where yeah. she goes, sometimes you have to follow your heart. Because that's yeah. what Emma's doing in that moment. That's right. She's got a little crushy crush. And Scott yeah. doesn't get it. He doesn't pick up on what she's putting down. Yeah, but Scott, like, doesn't get so anybody awkward. flirting with him. Like, <laughs> people flirt with Scott. And he's like, wow, that person seems really nice. It, Scott's got, like, the same reaction to people flirting with him that I do. Or somebody will flirt with me. And I'll be like... That person seemed really nice and like I wonder why he was so interested in me and somebody like you will be like well he was flirting with you I'm like wait where is he and then that person's gone forever so you know that's kind of the vibe of Scott Summers so by the way who do we see in the Morlock tunnels is fucking Berserker again this show is it is it Berserker because he's animated totally differently here well he's younger here he's still a kid because we saw Berserker oh but that was in the future oh I'm fucking stupid that's what I'm saying yeah (laughs) He's got the same tattoos and nose piercing and the mohawk and the same powers. I'm so so stupid. I literally was like, why is Berserker so young here? (laughs) 
Because I forgot it was in the past. This is like when we were at the 4th of July and you said that airplane was flying out of Logan Airport and I screamed, Logan's here and got up to run away. You're like, I don't understand what you're doing. I thought you saw somebody you knew. I'm, sometimes like, I'm you really You know somebody stupid. named Logan? I was like, no, Maddie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Berserker is the exact precise correct age here. He's he's oh, yes. running through the sewers. Um, right. And he's getting chased by Blockbuster and, and Vertigo. Vertigo. And this version of Vertigo is so full gay. on lesbian. I love her. Love it. I feel like all the Marauders in this, I have just gone on and taken like the same. So gay. They're all perspe- so gay. No, they've taken on the attributes that the Nasty Boys had, where it's just Absolutely. all these super queer characters and gender fluid characters. Yeah, we'll get to that in a which second. Which literally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Blockbuster is basically like this huge, like gay leather daddy who's like got these leather bracelets on. Right. And then freaking Vertigo has really short hair and like a neon green Zentai suit on, where I'm just like. <laughs> I don't know what's happening here. I messaged you at this point. Um, I was like, it's hard for me not to like anything that involves the Nasty Boys, Mr. Sinister, or some of the Marauders. Even the Marauders are really horrible in the comic books and they killed a shitload of Morlocks. These characters are so gay. Like, they are like, gayer than the actual gay characters in the comics. I, know. I, I don't it's know hilarious. why. It's just like Mr. Sinister just surrounds. He is Dr. Frankenfurter. He's got all these like like weird people hanging out in his like little lair and he's like, we're going to do the time warp again, baby, and not wear <laughs> any clothes at all. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, that's the basically deal. this is Columbia and Magenta kidnapping a kid. Okay, but <laughs> okay, also. But who's who? Okay, Columbia is definitely Vertigo, which is really funny to think Magenta is the powerhouse. I know. I just made that up. It doesn't make any sense at all. Like, why isn't it Rocky? <laughs> Whatever. It should be Rocky. Um, but so they are not killing Morlocks in this episode, which is better. They're just collecting samples. They're just collecting DNA. Why is it Blockbuster knows anything about science? But okay. Yeah, I think Vertigo is the one who's like, it's all in the interest of science, little Morlock. So she uses her Vertigo powers and Blockbuster's like cracking his knuckles or whatever. And then Cyclops suddenly shows up and blasts Blockbuster in the back and he falls yep. over. And Cyclops is like, get out of here, kid. And Berserker runs away into the tunnels. And Vertigo is like, X-Man! And then he just shoots Blockbuster again, like, as Blockbuster's standing back up, which is funny. First, Scott screams his new catchphrase for this episode where he goes, Where's Sinister? Which he screams, like, 35 more times until he finds Sinister and starts screaming, Where's Gene? Yes. Oh, my God. Cyclops is so much. And then... They're like, okay, you want to do this? Let's fight. In which Scott opens his eyes, looks up at where the street would be, blows yes. a hole through the entire road and all the buildings which start collapsing around him. This happens like six more times. Yeah, cars are falling into the ground. People are falling into the ground. He blows like no less than six holes into the street above him. People are dead. Screaming are and dead. falling out of the buildings. I was like, Scott's just killing people. And like, how do, are the MRG not showing up to this? Or I don't know. To the X Mansion. Not that I want the MRG to show up, but it's like they were chasing children before. And now we have this guy who's just blowing apart new york city and they're like that one's okay that one's fine meanwhile later later in the episode they show the mrd really quick because they drop off the ice cube of harpoon at the mrd yeah, where the fuck were they the mrd is just depicted as like incompetent cops there where they're drinking coffees like not paying any attention to anything and having donuts i don't even know yeah. what's going on i i do this is like so inconsistent what the mrd even it's is so inconsistent and it's like annoying to me this is the kind of stuff that is an actual complaint i have about the show where it's like 
You've shown the MRD is a legitimate threat that's fucking terrifying. Yeah. Go with it. Keep it the whole time. Those first three episodes really set up some good stuff there. But instead, now, suddenly... The real threat is Mr. Sinister, a character who we haven't even had set up for us yet at all. <laughs> or Mojo just appearing on a pirate ship with a spiral. Or freaking Sabretooth in the previous episode. Like, randomly, that's an issue now. It's like, why are we introducing all these random villains? It's just, I don't even know. So then Vertigo escapes. Yeah, because she's fucking terrified because Scott is murdering people in cold blood. <laughs> yeah. So, so she runs away. Blockbuster's dead, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good point. By the way, now we're going to be Arclight, who in this TV show is a man, which is mm-hmm. really interesting to me because in the comic books, Arclight is a woman, right? That's right. But in that version, I've always been like, I don't know. I feel like Arclight's a trans woman. And now he feels like a trans man. They still feel trans to me, which is cool. Yeah. Arclight feels like just an androgynous character. Like in this version, he has long hair I don't know. He's just a, he's just kind of gender casual is how I put it to you in Slack. I was like, Arclight's got a gender, I guess. Like, don't okay, worry about whatever. it. <laughs> I mean, we're going to do a spotlight on Arclight later because it was him or Multiple Man. And when I was doing the notes, I was like, I do not want to do Multiple Man right now because that's a lot of note taking. Also, he doesn't do a lot in this. So I think he doesn't given how much Arclight does in this. Yeah. And, yeah. Because Arclight is a good character to utilize because he, she, they, I'm just going to say, you know what? They are <laughs> a good way to explain who the Marauders even are and sort of their story. So mm-hmm. we'll do that. Anyway, so Vertigo runs in and she's like, oh my God. And Cyclops is chasing me. And Arclight's collecting samples for Mr. Sinister. And like putting them into a little machine and stuff. And he's like, you were attacked by an X-Men and you came here? Yes. Oh my God. Fucking idiot. He is 100% correct, by the way. He's like, I cannot believe you fucking came here. And Scott immediately blows up the wall behind them and is like, time to die. <laughs> Arclight just like grabs an earpiece that's like on the nearby countertop and shoves it in his ear and is like we have a huge fucking problem right now yeah. connect me to mr sinister immediately but first we go to commercial break they're like do you eat your wheaties <laughs> well you gotta grow up big and strong like wolverine and like Dum-dum-dum, you know and then we come back and arclight <laughs> is using their powers which is funny because i cannot not think about x-men 3 when magneto screams arclight use your powers and arclight and that just claps <laughs> and this arclight's powers are depicted as fucking awesome honestly i yeah, thought they were so they cool. make these huge pink shock waves they're really really cool and so arclight's doing like a donkey kong ground pound well, also he shoots those shock waves at some point and he it like shakes awesome. the ground and creates like orbs around him it was pretty cool so he's like hiding behind a counter dodging scott's blast and vertigo just runs away again because she's like i'm not fucking dying for sinister and arclight goes oh she is so fired in like a really gay voice and i was like i love you arclight i love you then suddenly (laughs) mr sinister is introduced into the episode at this moment because mr sinister is watching arclight on holographic facetime (laughs) holographic facetime security footage yes holy shit sinister's voice in this is so sexy by the way he's so like, sexy it's deep and it's slow and sultry he's like arc light listen to me very carefully and i'm like oh i like this version of Mr. sinister good voice acting mm-hmm. and so then arc light gets up and blasts scott away and then 
Arclight runs away, and that's it for this scene because we have to go back to the X Mansion because this is Maddie's favorite scene. So I'm just gonna let you take <laughs> it because I feel like you've got a screen cap and put this on your Twitter if you haven't already. It's so good. Yeah, this is a fun scene. So Emma is just lounging, drinking a cup of tea, which first of all should like be my avatar for the rest of my life. Um, <laughs> and, and Logan is just screaming at her incomprehensibly, and she's just like. I'm sorry, what was the question? I couldn't understand you with all the snarling. <laughs> and Logan's like, don't slams on my frost. He's like Tasmanian deviling around the room. Yeah. And she's like, Scott asked for my help, Logan, much like you yourself did not so long ago. And Logan's like, difference is, Summers ain't gonna survive a clash with Sinister, which isn't true, but whatever. And Emma's like, Scott can handle himself and just starts walking away. And Logan's like, he's a Boy Scout. He's not ready for this kind of fight, which is my like, boyfriend can't die. Kind of cute, honestly, that Logan yeah. is like worried about Scott in that type of way. And Emma's like, you don't know Scott any more than you do yourself. Perhaps your real concern is that you've made the wrong decision again. And Logan is like, what the fuck are you saying? And she's like, you should have supported him because what if he's right? And Logan's like, he ain't. And she's like, either way, we've lost another X-Man and you can't blame that on me. <laughs> he kind of can because she told Scott exactly where to go, but it's fine. And Logan is like, pack whatever you need. We're bringing him back. And Emma's like, oh, by the way, he borrowed your bike. <laughs> Ends. I did enjoy it. I mean, this episode is stupid, but Emma's so good. She is delightful. So Logan and Emma are gonna go save Scott. Yeah, before the scene ends, though, Logan goes, <laughs> and Emma just kind of like rolls her eyes and walks away, which is really good. Yeah. But then, meanwhile, Cyclops is doing bike tricks in the middle of traffic, and he's chasing after Arc Like, who also has a motorcycle, conveniently, and they're both doing bike tricks. Yeah, and it's like boop boop boop, and they're in Toad's Turnpike. That's where they're fighting. Everybody dies on Toad's Turnpike. They're like leaping over all the this cars. This is actually insane because Scott sees Arclight and just starts shooting cars with people in them and the yes. people just die. And I'm like, oh my God, Scott, stop. Just stop doing whatever the fuck it is you're doing. Like, Jean's... Like, I know you're in love with her, but it's not worth killing 3,000 people. Yeah. You don't even know what you're doing. You don't know where it's she is. wild. Like, they're just in a fight, a mutant powers fight on the streets of New York. Like... What? Yeah, this brings me back to X-Men, the animated series with the opening where it's like the Brotherhood versus the X-Men with all the people screaming in between them. Yeah, except in this, all those people aren't screaming because they're dead. Yeah, they just <laughs> die just immediately. Like, yeah, and so this fight ends with the two of them, Arclight and Scott, in an empty street because they've killed everybody in the surrounding radius. And so they're just fighting. By the way, Arclight is turning into Victor Hargreaves from the Rally Academy where... Arclight's just like floating and glowing and creating like a huge apocalyptic explosion around him, mm -hmm. which I don't even understand how this works because like Cyclops throws the bike into the explosion, then the bike explodes. That doesn't do anything. And Scott's like flying through the air. Yeah, how does he just suddenly fly? I don't know. He's like floating down slowly and shooting. It must be because he's shooting his optic blast because his powers make no sense. I mean, sometimes they slice cake. Sometimes they catch Wolverine. Sometimes they unlock doors. Sometimes he can fly when he's like bouncing off his own optic blast. Like he immediately disintegrates people. Sometimes he could put fires out with them. I don't know. So now he's like floating with his optic blast for a really long time, shooting it into this fucking bubble that Arclight has. And then he appears in the bubble and like shoots him down. And it's like insane because like all this happens and Arclight's like, please don't hurt me. 
uh, they they made us take Gene because Mr. Sinister made us do it, but don't kill me. And Scott's like, wait, Gene? And I was like, oh my God, for real? Now, this is the scene you were talking about where the X-Men just drop off Harpoon with the MRD. And I'm like, why are they doing this now? I don't know. Why are they giving them a mutant? I don't I know. I thought they were trying to free all the mutants. It made me really annoyed. It made me really annoyed too. I was like, I don't know why they're dropping him off at the MRD. And also why the MRD are depicted as completely ineffectual and like not scared of the X-Men in this scene at all. They just watch the X-Men drive by. They kind of seem like, friends like yeah. he's like don't take him out of the eyes bye and they're like oh that's kitty pride bye kitty and i was like <laughs> i don't understand what the show is doing anymore i didn't like it i didn't like it i thought it was really stupid we didn't, i really we didn't need to see where harpoon was i think they just were like well we want to put him somewhere so i guess to the MRD he goes i don't know stupid and then logan and emma show up to arc light who's still on the ground I guess moments after Cyclops left. And Cyclops knocked him out again. So, like, he's just lying unconscious in this crater that they created from, you know, killing everybody. Right. And Logan has this line here, by the way, where he's like, well, guess Scott's getting his rocks off by fighting these guys. <laughs> and I was, I was like, Scott has every right to be angry. Scott is a good person in a world who seeks to crush good people. And then Emma calmly reads Arclight's minds and she's like, oh, Scott's going into a trap. And it's like, no fucking duh. Why are, Why is everybody in this episode being so dumb? Like even Emma's surprised. I don't know what's happening. Yeah. But it's a good cutaway because she says that. And then it cuts over Cyclops blasting away into Sinister's lab, which I guess he knows where that is now. And he's like, Sinister, where are you? And it's like, <laughs> shut the fuck up, dude. And it's so funny because Mr. Sinister just like lifts out of a hole in the ground. In a throne. He's posing like a sassy bitch in a little throne that he's carved out for himself with Madrix next to him as this little like butt boy. And he's like, how'd you do I? See you've met my <laughs> faithful handyman. Da, 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 da. You're just a little brought down because like literally it is When that you scene. knocked, he thought you were the <laughs> candyman. Candy Da, da, da. Don't go strung out By the way I look <laughs> Alright anyway So Cyclops screams Give her to me now I know you have Jean 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 And I was like Oh my god What's happening And Sinister's just laughing at him He's like I love Laughing it. and clapping He's like Oh you're so stupid I love it And I'm like <laughs> this moment he's like look at you the little teacher's pet to xavier what would he think of you now you wild boy (laughs) (laughs) and he's like you come after me like sinister is the name of a street thug and i was like sinister your name's fucking sinister you sound like a clown i don't know know. what's going on (laughs) But he's not a common street thug. And he's like, your days is a nuisance to me are over. And then multiple man, who's a man now and not a boy anymore, and also working for Sinister because sure. Yeah, I think, again, this is like an X-Men evolution thing where they're like, well, we had multiple man before. So, yeah. And technically, Scott doesn't like need to be introduced to him. But you'd think Scott would be a little more sad that Jamie turned coach. Here's here's my theory on this. I do think that it's based on sort of some like I if we had done the multiple man background for the who's that X-Men, which eventually I will. There's like some plot line with Madrix working with Mr. Sinister, but it's like one of his dupes. Mm -hmm. That's what I think is happening here. Yeah, I, I read that, too, because I was also like has Jamie ever worked with Mr. Sinister? And there's a version where like an evil duplicate of him does it. 
which I think is fun. So maybe this is supposed to be an evil Jamie duplicate. I don't know. We'll never know. It's not Jamie. It's evil me. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So we have another commercial break. We come back. Sinister leans back and starts masturbating as Scott's fighting multiple man. Like, it's like a very sexual fight, by the way. It's like multiple man multiplying and putting Scott in these positions. That is not what you do in a fight. They're very like... <laughs> Grabbing his arms, spreading his legs, bending him over, grabbing him by his head. And Sinister's just like... Smacking his ass. Clapping. There's a shot of Mr. Sinister standing there. And we see that he's actually wearing high heels, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I don't... There's a version of Mr. Sinister seem to understand that Mr. Sinister is very uh, gender fluid and very queer. And just really played it up. Like, I feel like they went to Rocky Horror on this and was like, okay, so Dr. Frankenfurter is the closest we can get with this in this TV show. So let's try to replicate it with Mr. Sinister. Because, like, that's mm-hmm. the vibe here. This is, like, queer in the sense that it's very sexual. And, like, we have, like, this very gender fluid man with all his gender fluid lackeys running around having nothing to do with the X-Men. And Scott's like, but where's my straight girlfriend? Like, that's what's happening here. Yeah. And Sinister is just like, don't lie you just wanted to come here and hang out with us because you're like Mm. questioning your sexuality and scott is like what i don't know what you're talking about (laughs) (laughs) okay also scott's like but where's gene mr sinister you still haven't told me and mr sinister is like you stupid twat it was a fake (laughs) confession by arc light to lure you here to me in my lair where you are no longer square i don't know what he's doing so (laughs) scott's Meanwhile, all the Jamies keep multiplying in the background like, and restraining non-stop. Scott again. Non-stop. And like, that's just happening constantly. There is a moment where Scott tries to shoot at Sinister and Sinister just like lifts his hand oh, and creates a my shield. God. I laughed so hard because Scott blasts Sinister and Mr. Sinister just kindly flicks up his hand like it's just a mild annoyance that Scott's even trying to kill him and like mm-hmm. creates the shield. And I'm like... Mr. Sinister is great in every way. I realize he's a horrible person, but it's hard not to love him. You know, he's pretty fun in this. I mean, also, Scott is like kind of the villain of this episode. Like in a lot of ways, Sinister did the world a favor by getting Scott to come here, where at least he could waste Scott's time for a little while and like get him to like get his yayas out because Scott was just killing people on the streets before. Like technically, Sinister is the hero here. (laughs) Yeah, Mr. Sinister, our hero. So (laughs) then then it gets even more (laughs) sexual because all the multiple men restrain Cyclops. They grab him by his arms and his legs and they spread him open and then they take his head and like push it down as Mr. Sinister walks up to him and it's like he's looking at Mr. Sinister's dick at this point and like Mr. Sinister's walking over as if he's about to get a blowy and he's like well now the fun can begin and he kind of he does like stroke Cyclops's uh, cheek for a second and I was like this is so gay like it's to the point where like usually you and i are like making shit up but i'm not lying this is what's happening here and i was like what's going on and like they hold him into position and mr sinister is like it's possible that you will finally be reunited with gene in the afterlife but at least first i'll have your dna which to me reads as like a weird sex thing semen yeah right and sinister (laughs) starts stroking scott until storm blast a lightning bolt through the ceiling because this is really funny to me that Mr. Sinister has a secret lair with a fucking glass ceiling. Skylight! Like, why? (laughs) Like, like, why does he have a skylight? I was like, what are you doing, Sinister? But it's really funny because then Iceman creates an ice pull in which all the X-Men do, like, a sexy pole dance down, and they're taking time to get there, and it's like, (laughs) Mr. Sinister's just standing there like, well, I guess I'll walk away because they're busy doing that, you know? Like, I have time (laughs) to get away. 
funny. Like Bobby's little stripper pole is there and it's like Hank, Kitty and Logan all dancing down it. And it's like, why is this the beginning of this fight scene? I don't I don't know. And then like all the multiple men start running at Kitty and start jumping at her and that she's just facing to them. And all she does is go, huh? There's a lot of you. I was like, that's pretty funny, honestly. It was honestly really funny. It's like, Kitty, are you going to help? Or are you just going to face through absolutely everyone? Um, so then there's like a long fight scene where Beast is like doing a bunch of kick flips against like a thousand Jamies. And like, it's mostly Beast and like Iceman freezing them until Storm scoops a bunch up on a tornado and flips them out through the skylight. Mm-hmm. There's a moment where a couple Jamies run up to Emma and she just like knocks them both it's out. It's so good. Yeah. She it- just doesn't even like respond to them and she goes how infantile i was like emma you're the best we have two great characters in this mr sinister and emma Mm -hmm. so good and then logan is like fighting some jamies and storm throws some lightning bolts at some of them and like scott manages to get free thanks to storm throwing lightning oh my god it's so stupid and scott runs after mr sinister in which multiple men starts putting him into a sexual position once again and Mm -hmm. logan's like oh my fucking god Bobby, yeah. do something. So Bobby just freezes all the multiple men so they can they can stop clapping because apparently that's how they multiply. Is clapping? There's the scenes where they're multiplied. They keep on going. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, why are they clapping? It's so funny. It is really funny. So Mr. Sinister escapes mm-hmm. and Scott's like falling to the ground. He's like, Sinister didn't have Gene. I've got to find Gene. And he passes out romantically into Logan's arms and they're all just standing there. Yep. <laughs> I can't even deal with this. They were the entire, like Scott wakes <laughs> up to the entire fucking cast of the X-Men just standing there watching him sleeping, which is yep. like a mutant age staple. I was losing it. It is. Like, he goes straight from collapsing into Logan's arms romantically to waking up in his own bed with literally every single character on the show staring (laughs) at him. Like, we wrote this episode. We can't even make fun of it because we apparently wrote every single thing that happens in it. Like, what the hell? It's so funny. Uh, And then there's a touching moment where Scott's like, listen. I've been a real asshole to all of you, but you still came after me. And Aurora's was like, you would have done the same for us. And I'm like, I don't think so, Aurora, because Scott keeps on trying to ditch you guys. I know. Whatever. Uh, I know. And Scott is just like, thanks. Okay, but then Logan walks in and he's like shaking his hips doing that thing he did like that other episode where he broke into Cyclops' apartment. And he's like, listen, you're either on the team or you're not. Look at me. I'm Cyclops. I'm not doing anything useful. And you're just blowing shit up because I'm Cyclops. So you're either going to be here or you're going to be here. But if you're not going to be here, don't be here, but be here. And I was like, Logan, you're like terrible at this. Like, what are you doing? And then Cyclops is like... such a bad leader. I know. And then for some reason, Cyclops is like, fine, I'll stay. But only because your butt's in my face. And it's like, okay. And Logan's like, good. And then you like... Shakes his ass and leaves a little bit more. And I'm like, what is happening in this scene? Honestly, like truly, I don't even understand fully what happened in this episode because I mean, it wraps up in this next scene, right? Like explain what the whole lead up to all, all this was. But I like, guess it's not related to anything though. It's not. It's just like the writers had to remind us that Jean Grey was once on this show and that she was missing. And they did it through the lens of Cyclops screaming for 25 minutes. I don't know. And killing people. Which and is crazy. Meeting Mr. Sinister, who again, isn't related to anything else on this show at all. Or introduced. They're just like a background. By the way, Hank dated him once. <laughs> the end. <laughs> they don't even explain that. 
they explain literally nothing at all. Like, why oh was this episode here? It just feels like a fan <laughs> fiction somebody wrote about, like, Sinister kidnapping Scott. There's a lot of these episodes that don't feel like needs to be here, and this is one of them, but it's okay because I loved every second of it, so it's hard for me to hate on it. But we have to finish this, Batty. Batty, what happens? Mm, so we go to a hospital bed, and the camera is filming from the perspective of a mysterious coma patient who wakes up and then there's a nurse across from her because if you're in a bed, somebody's going to be there. <laughs> there's two of them. I think there's two nurses just staring and at her. The nurse is like, doctor, doctor. And then a doctor runs in and the nurse is like, she's awake. And the doctor's like, miss, hello, how are you feeling? And of course, it's Jean Grey's voice being like, I'm tired, but I feel all right. And the doctor's like, good. Can you tell us your name? And Jean is like, my memories are gone. I have no memories. <sighs> okay, I finished this episode watching that and I laughed so hard at Gene screaming that that I went and pulled that clip from Futurama that's the everybody has amnesia scene from all my circuits. I'm like, this is just the X-Men. Like, it is. The amount of times that people lose their memories in the X-Men is like all the fucking time. It's absurd. It's, it's absurd. It is. It's, I, don't, I don't think Emma's lost her memories. I think Emma might be the only one. And she's like, she's I don't understand what it. the issue even is. But whatever. Yeah. That's the end of this episode. Maddie, how do you feel about this? <laughs> truly don't know how to rate this episode i had a great time watching it but Me it too. is not good i don't <laughs> okay. think it makes any sense at all i'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna give it a rating out of a three out of five x's only because it was entertaining but not because it holds any value to the plot line until the very end oh yeah it's completely skippable there's like I nothing mean, that happens i'm sure they're even gonna recap this gene thing later on so like you could just skip the episode outright you don't even really need the final scene probably oh by the way this hospital that she's in like that they reveal later like in a much later episode they're like where's this hospital that jeans in it's like down the street from xavier's this makes no sense is it ever <laughs> explained as to how jean wasn't like her body wasn't found previously I, and why know, is it in this hospital do they explain that ever i honestly don't remember because like it already doesn't explain as to why xavier washes up on genosha well no we'll save that spoiler for later it's it's that's a good spoiler anyway okay well it's not a good episode it's not like it has any bearing on the plot but it's got so many mutant ages staples that I love. We've got Mr. Sinister. We have a version of the Nasty Boys, except now it's the Marauders basically doing what the Nasty Boys do. Everything's really queer. Mm -hmm. People are staring at people sleeping in beds. Everybody has amnesia. Scott's running around just screaming Jean's name. It's... Really Emma's fun. there being sarcastic, which is delightful. Yeah. Logan is obsessed with Scott and trying to get Scott to like behave and stay in the X-Men, but he has absolutely no idea how to talk to him. And you can like kind of tell there's something going on between them. Yeah. Logan's like, do I have to give you spanking? Or are you going to be here? And Scott is like, well, I wouldn't say no to the spanking. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'll get, I, I was also thinking three, even before you said that, even though it seems kind of high because this is such a stupid episode and makes no sense sense but like i don't know it's us and we love mr sinister and for what it's worth it is pretty funny to watch if you're not taking the episode seriously which we may as well not anymore you know we may as well not it's like yeah the depiction of the mrd at this point in the show is absurd and so i just have to kind of go with it's it laughable. and just be like i guess these aren't really characters we're afraid of anymore like the mrd is like now suddenly a, an afterthought to everything that's been going on yeah I guess. and like senator kelly senator who Where you know the fuck like, is he? yeah I, it doesn't even know. matter anymore anymore and like the next episode after this one is gonna be another magneto episode so it doesn't even what look is that like one called? 
It's called Battle Lines. Oh, I don't even remember what that one is. I, I'm going to look at Disney Plus right now. Oh. This is apparently where Rogue's true purpose in joining the Brotherhood is revealed. Oh, and She yeah. has to make a choice between her old friends and her new ones. Okay. I don't remember what else happens in the episode, but I'm sure it's good because Magneto and Rogue are in it. So I'll take that. Oh, by the way, I like how the little screen cap for next week's episode is like Domino and Rogue looking sexily into each other's eyes. Are you seeing this? <laughs> No, I'm looking at Wikipedia instead of Disney Plus, but I'm okay. sure I'm going to enjoy whatever the heck happens. All right. Anyway, so this episode's pretty good. I enjoyed it. Um, no, let me take that back. Uh, this episode, Betty, help me. <laughs> <laughs> Is this episode good? No. Do we care? Also, no. It didn't make any sense, but we had a great time watching it. And uh, I guess it's time to do Who's That X-Men, huh? That's true. Let's do that. Ready? You know, I already said this, but we are not doing multiple, man, because he has a really lengthy history, and I was just not down for that yesterday. But also, I felt like Arclight actually does a lot more in this episode than multiple man does. So, mm -hmm. first off, in the comics, it's a woman named Philippa Sontag, and she has the abilities of superhuman strength, stamina, resistance to injury, and can create shockwaves and seismic tremors. So, like, a sexy avalanche. I don't know. She first appeared in Uncanny X-Men number 211, created by Chris Claremont and John Romita Jr. So, Philippa served with the ground forces of the U.S. military in the Sinecon War. She projects her trauma into bodybuilding and mercenary work. Now, in the Badass. comic books... She is, like, ripped. Like, she yeah. is not... She looks like one of the female characters from Gears of War, where they wear the armor yeah. and everything. I just... I, I enjoy her as a character, and I've always thought that she was really cool looking. Mm -hmm. So, anyway. Uh, years after the war, Mr. Sinister decides to wipe out the Morlocks, who he believes that they will pollute the gene pool of super mutants because they're all fucked up looking. And he also had discovered that many of the Morlocks had been further mutated by his scientific methods based on his own research performed by Dark Beast. And Mr. Sinister was offended that his signature was worked without his permission. So now he has to kill all the Morlocks. That is literally <laughs> the reason why this happens. God, Mr. Sinister is so petty. And like, I what a dick. I kind of love it, but not for the Morlocks. Because it is kind of fucked up that you're just going to kill people. Yeah. I mean, like, not morally, no. but it is a fun storyline. Right. So Sinister puts together the Marauders and asks Gambit to track and recruit mutant killers in exchange for a cure to Gambit losing control of his powers. We talked about this on the Gambit Spotlight. This is when Mr. Sinister had to like cut out a part of Gambit's brain because his Gambit was too powerful, which mm -hmm. I don't know what he's done with that piece of his brain since, but I'm sure it's in a test tube somewhere. Uh, Gambit recruits Arclight as well as the others to become the Marauders. Scalp Hunter, a U.S. Army veteran and longtime accomplice to Sinister, is the team field leader with Arclight as his second in, in command. Uh, before the Morlock mission, Sinister sends the Marauders to kidnap Nathan Summers, the recent child of Cyclops. Once Nathan is secured, Sinister sends the Marauders to kill the Morlocks. This attack is known as the Mute Massacre, which is a famous plot line, storyline. Mm -hmm. I recommend you reading it if you have not. I'm sure it's on uh, Marvel Unlimited. Arclight kills many of these warlocks before the X-Men and X-Factor attack, and X-Force force them to retreat. Months later, the Marauders are involved in Inferno when the forces of Hell are unleashed on Earth. Arclight and several Marauders are killed during this, 
but are resurrected through Mr. Sinister's cloning technology. Mr. Sinister combines his mental powers and genetics to ensure that the clones won't betray him. When the terrorist superior plots to conquer Earth, she recruits women warriors, including Arclight. She learns there's a possible future for Earth that is ruled only by women called the Femazons, and Superior names her soldiers the Femazons. I feel like Maddie would be down for this comic <laughs> and this potential future. It sounds pretty funny, Just honestly. Saying. I should check that out. Superior is defeated by Captain America and other heroes, and Arclight returns to the Marauders. The Marauders later attack Nate Gray. He uses his telepathy to make Arclight kill Blockbuster and then makes Riptide kill Arclight. They are both later resurrected again in Mr. Sinister's clone farm. Arclight retains her powers after M-Day, which is actually surprising that they allowed her to have them. She takes refuge with the X-Men for a while until she leaves to join the new Marauders, which also includes some X-Men members. During this time, Arclight joins a battle on Muir Island where she is seriously injured by Wolfsbane, who rips out her throat with her teeth. She is then later recovered or cloned again. It's never explained. She's just randomly better, only to be defeated by Rockslide. Arclight rejoins the Marauders again when they briefly reorganize under Adao Koiman, the half-sister of Karma. Uh, Magneto decides that the Marauders are long overdue for the Warlock Massacre, and he's like, time to kill them all. Uh, and he kills Arclight. Uh, Magneto then finds the clone farm that Mr. Sinister has, and he releases them again, but he puts his genetics in there so their personalities only obey his command. So he uses the Marauders to go against S.H.I.E.L.D. as a distraction while Magneto destroys all the collected data on mutants. Magneto and the Marauders then go separate ways until Mr. Sinister eventually forms the Marauders again. The X-Men confronts this group, accusing them of committing a second warlock massacre, which didn't happen, and they deny that, and Chamber burns them to death with his psionic flames. As he burns, Harpoon impales Chamber and also kills him. This was all, like, right before Krakoa, basically. Mm -hmm. The Marauders are later again seen without injury. That indicates that Sinister cloned them yet again. And then during the current Krakoa era, Arclight and the Marauders deny the offer of amnesty on Krakoa, and they take refuge in the old Essex State Home for Foundings, an orphanage formerly owned by Mr. Sinister where he kept a lab and clone banks. And that's where they've been. And there's a weird version of Arclight and X-Men The Last Stand, which I've already referenced. So yep. basically, just like Krakoa, all the Marauders are just clones of themselves. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Mr. Sinister, go. basically Albert Wesker. We all know it. Yeah. And it's why we love him. That's true. I'm sure there's a version of Warcraft Valley somewhere where Mr. Sinister and Albert Wesker fucked. Or at least like hung out. Yeah. Can you imagine them trying to fuck because they both be talking about themselves too much? Yeah. I feel like they wouldn't necessarily. I don't know. They would get along, I think, like as colleagues. But... I feel like they would get along initially until they both wanted to try and kill each other. <laughs> Okay, so speaking of all of that, I guess we have to talk about who's gay. The X-Men are a metaphor for a lot of things, but one of those things is being gay. But sometimes it goes beyond symbolic, and the X-Men can be homoerotic, but which X-Men is the gayest today? I mean... This is an episode that everyone's gay. All right. Well, Mr. Sinister gets to take the queen piece home because Absolutely. he's a motherfucking queen. He gets queen to wear the crown and the sash and the, high heels. and the high heels that he's already wearing anyway. And the ribbon cape. And the ribbon cape. He actually doesn't have the ribbon cape. He has this other huge Dracula cape. Very Rocky Horror. Oh, that's a good point. He does. Which looks great on him. 
You know? He also has like a bunch of Matrix boys surrounding him. He's like, I'm just surrounded by these hot men that can multiply me into whatever position I want. <laughs> and he just likes watching them. I don't even know. I um, mean, that's a good point. I don't know what's happening there. Yeah. I feel like Logan and Scott are kind of gay, especially at the end when Scott collapses into Logan's arms and it's like cute. He like looks into Logan's eyes and Logan's like, I'll see you when you wake up staring at your bed. <laughs> I don't feel like there's a lot between them, but there's definitely something. Uh, the entirety of the Marauders beat them out, though, because all of them are gay as hell. And that's how Sinister does recruiting. You have to be a mutant. You have to be super powerful. You also need to be gay. I mean, otherwise, what are you doing here? Yeah, I mean, that's really funny because every single Marauder in this is super gay. OK, Vertigo is straight up a super lesbian. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arclight is trans in this, I believe. And then Blockbuster is a leather daddy. <laughs> Uh, Harpoon is the only one that doesn't strike me as super gay, but we don't spend enough time with Harpoon before Scott tries to melt his face off. I'm just going to go ahead and say Harpoon is gay as well, because why not? I mean, he's got a little ponytail. That's true. Ponytails are gay. I'm saying it. I'm just going to call it. Yeah, according to like 90s logic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, if you're a man and you have long hair, that's uh, gender nonconformity right there. That that was like 80s, 90s when you had like long hair and you were a guy like they're like, must be gay unless you're part of a metal band. And I was like, what does that even mean? Do you remember when we were kids? If you got a piercing in your right ear, it meant you were gay. Yeah, I do remember that. It was like the handkerchief signaling and like all the other ridiculous ways that people would show whether or not they were gay or be accused of being gay, regardless of whether there was an actual signal involved. That was a terrifying time for everyone. But yeah, I <laughs> I don't know. Mr. Sinister, it's pretty fun to see him here. Mr. Sinister takes the cake. I don't know. I love him. Mm-hmm. You know, honestly, there's no reason why he's part of the Mutant Ages team now. <laughs> That is so true. Um, so this is this is another episode. I guess it's time for plugs once again. Yeah. Uh, we sped right through this episode. I mean, there wasn't a lot of content in it. There wasn't a lot to say, honestly. I know. Should I call Pluggy up and have him come on in? I, I, you, you need to call him now? Wow, yeah. you really got him whipped. Yeah, no. I, he's, no, he's... I, I can't call him. He's busy hanging out with Whippy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Whippy the Whip. And Whippy's like, hello, I'm Whippy the Whip. And Puggy's like, oh, I'm Puggy. These are the voices, everybody. I don't know. Oh my god. Okay. There's like, it could be like a whole Chuck E. Cheese routine, but for adults, where it's like, we got Whippy the Whip, Pluggy the Butt Plug, uh, Cloaky the Cloak. Well, he's technically not part of this. Uh, we can have Luby the Lube. Luby the Lube. Is this Ryan Ryan Pagella's sex ed class that you're doing where everything is like a cute little... Yeah, and then we'll have Denny the Dildo. Why Why isn't it Dildy or something? Because. Because <laughs> it's okay, Denny. Well, fun story. When I was going to a friend's wedding back in like 2008 or 2009, my friends and I were in the car and drawing and we drew a dildo and we named him Denny the Dildo. So he may as well be here with all the other anamorphic sex toys that hang out here on the mutant ages uh but only because we want everybody to live their best lives and that sex is okay and you can enjoy it and not be make it a weird thing it's Mm -hmm. fine to have sex and be whatever sex you want to be mr sinister's here he supports it i mean this whole episode like if you want to break it down to actual politics it's just mr sinister hanging out with a bunch of queer gender fluid people which is great (laughs) yeah i mean also the other reason is because pluggy is supposed to represent the plug section where we plug stuff i I mean mean, that was the original reasoning but uh i guess we could spin it as a sex positive message as well i mean why not yeah that's right it is now uh and now you can go to 
I don't know, not pluggy cheese. Pluggy, you pluggy cheese growth. That sounds disgusting. I was just trying to like come up with that Chuck E. Cheese parodied bit of like for adults, oh, where like God. all the 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 toys are like the animatronics that sing to you, but they're saying like you and me, baby, ain't nothing but, but mammals. mammals. <laughs> okay, so don't go there because that sounds really weird. Um, I would say instead go to mutantages.com because that's a website that we have. And oh boy. we have all the ways you can contact us on there. For example, we have an email address, which is the mutantages at gmail.com. We've got a Discord server link, an invite link, so you can join that, talk about the episodes, ask us questions, hang out. And we've got a voicemail inbox, which is 1508-319-1668. And we have a P.O. box, which is P.O. Box 3344, Natick, Massachusetts, 01760. I think we're gonna do a P.O. box episode pretty soon because we have we have some mail stacking up. Got some mail stacking up in the old box. Yeah. Um. And we are on every social media. That's another way you can contact us. By the way, we still we still read tweets and stuff on listener feedback episodes. Um, we do. We got the mutant ages on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Tumblr, Instagram, TikTok. You name it, we got it. And we're in the mutant ages on there. I'm at Mitty Myers on all those places. And you, Ryan? I'm at Ryan Pagella on Twitter, Ryan.Pagella on Instagram. Also, Ryan Pagella on Twitch. Although I haven't played recently because I've been busy doing the whole theme park thing, which you can see on my YouTube channel, Ryan Pagella. And more importantly, you can hop over to the YouTube channel for the Mutant Ages, where we play through every single X-Men video game. We sometimes take clips from this show and match it up with TV shows or movies. We also do live shows where we read screenplays that were unproduced uh of the x-men that were going to be official screenplays uh, mostly very bad <laughs> and uh whatever else we feel like doing on there you can watch d-man you can watch Manny Knight, pretend we're resident evil characters because that's definitely an x-men property it is so, yeah go check it out it's always a good time over there that's also where you can see the openings of our p.o box stuff the openings of our p.o box stuff ryan that is a sentence wow <laughs> the grand openings of our P.O. Box mail. I haven't slept. Can you tell? Honestly, the only thing I can do now is wake up by going on a roller coaster. I mean, we're, we're almost done. And so countdown to roller coaster begins now. But first. Five. <laughs> no. Wait, <you> mean <laughs> we're not counting down. Okay, got it. Slightly longer than that. Uh, so we have a variety of ways that you can support us, which we would really appreciate. Obviously, we don't have ads on this show. It's entirely fan supported. Uh, so you can go to our store, get a T-shirt, or you can go to patreon.com slash the mutant ages and uh, become a part of it. Become part a of supporter of our all things mutant ages. And uh, we do bonus episodes. We're, we're going to have a Miss Marvel episode pretty soon, for example. I think that will be out before this episode even is out. So oh, yeah, that. it's probably already there. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So just go and find it along with any other thing that we've done podcast episodes on because we do a lot of those. Yeah. And we're like, look at this stuff. Isn't, Isn't it neat? neat? Wouldn't you think our Patreon bonuses are complete? Hey, Ariel spinning around in her grotto <laughs> full of like dildos that have fallen into the ocean. And pluggy and all the other stuff. Oh, God. Anyway. Uh, we, so, so what happens <laughs> on the Patreon, Maddie? Whippy. The other thing that happens on the Patreon, just in addition to all the rewards that we mentioned, is if you're our highest tier Patreon supporter, you get a shout out on the show, folks. That's right. That's right. Samuel B. Soren B. Zach S. Thank you for being our top tier patron supporters. I look forward to having you in my lab tonight <laughs> on the slab where I'm cooking up a man for us all to enjoy together. <laughs> there we go. 
Love it. Love to have Mr. Sinister in the canon of Mutant Ages Impersonations. Oh, that too. And hey, if you can't afford to support the show, we love you very much and we understand. But please leave us a review, hopefully a five star review on whatever platform you use, be it Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever else allows you to rate and review us and uh, share the show with your friends. Tell them it's good. Tell them, tell them to check it out. Yeah, we think it's good, but, you know, we might be a little biased. So, you <laughs> yeah, know, we think you'll we're have hilarious. to tell them for us. Uh, but uh, sort of your call as to whether or not you want to share it. But I think you should. I think if you're enjoying it, why not tell other people about it, too? Hell, we know Pluggy enjoys it, so why not? <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> we'll see you next time, everybody. See you next time. The Mutant Ages of